0: are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Are you interested in science or medicine or research? If so, then this is the episode for you. Because my next guest is a staff scientist at the National Institutes of Health, where he spends his days trying to find a cure for one of the most pernicious diseases that kills about 20,000 people every day. But before I introduce you to the wonderful Dr. Art Schaefer, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's our weekly newsletter that we blast out on Mondays, giving you a sneak peek at the episodes and the professionals we're going to be dropping that week. And it only takes a couple of seconds to sign up. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time4coffee.org and the sign up box is right there on the home page. And while you're there, I want to invite you to scroll down just a little bit where you'll see that all the t for c episodes we've released to date are actually organized by career to help you find the professionals that most interest you. Now, my motivated macchiato lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my delightful next guest is Dr. Art Schaefer, a staff scientist in the lymphoid malignancies branch at the National Cancer Institute, which is within the National Institutes of Health, where he has worked for almost 20 years. Dr. Schaefer's research focus is the genomic analysis of lymphomagenesis, leading to new diagnostics and therapeutics. I hope I got that right. Art, welcome. That was pretty
1: good. I got to tell you.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. I was a little intimidated there as (laughs) I was doing my pre-reading. So these are the time for coffee, espresso shots, quick questions, short answers to give our Java junkies a sense of this profession, what it takes to break in. And my first question, Art, is what entry-level jobs are available to young people who are eager to get into this field?
1: Well, basically you follow the academic track. It's undergrad, grad school, with your PhD, postdoc, and there you are. So it's pretty straightforward. It is pretty straightforward. There there aren't a whole lot of other ways to funnel into this profession at the moment.
0: All right. What is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the people that you hire? Well, one's probably pretty
1: obvious, and that is critical thinking. You really need to be logical and and deconstruct things. And then the second, which might be a little surprising, is adaptability. Um, Science is a quickly moving field uh, these days, and technology that we use in science is a quickly moving field. Um, I mean, things exist now that I couldn't even have dreamed of as a scientist when I started 20-plus years ago. So I think those two things, critical thinking and adaptability.
0: Is someone's major a deciding factor to get into this profession? And by that, I mean, if they haven't studied biology,
1: forget it, or... No, I actually... I think you can start out in lots of places, especially as an an undergrad. Now, in grad school, you're going to have to come into the life sciences for sure. But in undergrad, I don't think so. I mean, back when I got my bachelor's, they didn't offer a bachelor's of science in biology where I went. So I got a bachelor of arts in biology, which means I had English and history and anthropology and a really broad education before I got to where I am. So it's really no impediment if you're off the science track before you focus, let's say, in grad school.
0: That's news to me. That's very interesting. So what about a graduate degree in order to succeed in this field?
1: Yeah, this is one place where the funnel finally narrows is you really need a Ph.D., to do what I do. That's one of the, the qualifications. And what are the most useful ones to have? Ooh, Now that's interesting. So even though I work in cancer now, my PhD is in the field of immunology. So studying the immune system, cells that make antibodies and, and fight infections. And that's been very useful in the in the cancer field these days because we're talking more about immunotherapy but that's not the way it was when I started. Really almost any life science degree will allow you to get into this field, into to a staff scientist position.
0: What kind of life experiences are most useful for someone who's starting out
1: in this field? So I would say there are probably two. First of all, as early as possible, and this is really to help you know, somebody starting out decide if this is the way they want to go, is try to get some research experience. So it can be tough at a high school level to get unpaid summer internships because there aren't that many. But at the undergraduate level, you usually can do some research, get in a lab and even start washing glassware. Just see how a lab works and see if that's what's good for you. The other thing I'd say, which unfortunately a lot of scientists don't pursue, is actually public speaking. Because... We can do the best science in the world, discover the most amazing thing. But if you can't communicate what you've discovered, you've kind of failed. And so I think you have to be able to communicate what you're doing and what you found to make this really a worthwhile endeavor. I would think also the written word would be important. True, true. Although... So a long time ago I loved creative writing. Creative writing sadly maybe has almost no place in academic science. So when you're writing a scientific paper even though you you have the best analogy ever, you can't you don't commit it to paper. It doesn't go in the journal article. The nice thing is though when you give a talk about your paper, you can do whatever you like. So that's why I focused on on the public speaking aspect because you really are confined when you write. Now on the other hand if you want to write a book about what you're you know what you've done, that's different.
0: Okay. Well, fair enough. Thank you for clarifying that. Art, what is the best part for you of this field? The
1: best part for me, when I look around at many, not all, but many of my other friends, is I never have a problem getting out of bed in the morning and being happy with going to my job. I mean, my job is to cure cancer. So, you know, how bad is that?
0: I would think it would be pretty darn amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's easy to get out of bed. You know, I don't dread going to work ever. And and I'm very fortunate with that. I mean, I know that's not usually the case. So I'm really lucky.
0: Well, I'm hoping that Time for Coffee will help more and more people find where their happiness is and what profession brings it to them. So flip side, is there another part of the job that you don't like or that's more tedious and tiresome?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and this is probably true for lots and lots of people. And since I've moved up in in the ranks to the staff scientist position, just dealing with administrative stuff that seems to get in the way of actually doing things, but I think almost every career position has to deal with that. But being a logical scientist and running up against, say, policies that don't seem very logical can be very frustrating. And you know, that's that's probably the, the worst that I have to deal with. But that doesn't sound too bad now that i said it out loud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Next time you're in the office, you'll look at that through fresh eyes. That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a new espresso shot question, Art. What movies, if any, or fiction books accurately depict your profession?
1: You know, I... uh... That's really tough because when it comes to, to doing science and, and research in general, and it comes to media, whether it's written or on the screen, honestly, it's not a very sexy thing. It can be very exciting if you're kind of geek out about it, but science is a slow process and there's a lot of inherent failure on a daily basis. Uh, you know, It's very incremental. So when it comes to books or especially movies that are going to be fast-paced and exciting and entertain people, there's really... Nothing that captured, captures the essence, I, with one exception, and it's it's not fiction, unfortunately. The thing that really locked me in, besides personal experience, uh, a piece of media that locked me into this career was watching the original Cosmos with Carl Sagan. I think that absolutely captures the essence of of wonder and discovery in science, and that that's what locked it in for me. Even though that's kind of outside the question, but. <laughs>
0: not because I said movies that includes documentaries or yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: okay yeah I think I think you stayed within the boundaries. okay there. okay <laughs> and final espresso shot what would people be
1: surprised to learn about this profession so very specifically in, in cancer research I think the biggest surprise and I have to be somewhat evangelical about this even with my family after all these years is cancer is not one disease cancer is about 400 unique diseases and that's just, that's that's broad brush. With our ability now to look inside people's genomes, every cancer is its own disease. And that's why people are going to start hearing these terms like personalized medicine or precision medicine, because we're really going to be able to diagnose your cancer uniquely from somebody else's. Even if you both have breast cancer or both have prostate cancer, they're not the same and they shouldn't be treated the same. Medicine has been practiced and properly for decades as treating the average patient but now we have the tools to realize there is no average patient anymore and so that's the one thing because i often hear why haven't you cured cancer yet and i'm like well you know i got four or five hundred diseases to worry about so that
0: is fascinating Our listeners are definitely going to want to be tuning into the longer podcast as we dive deeper into this topic. Great. Art Schaefer, thank you so much for making time to have coffee with me today and and with our Java Junkie community.
1: Well, thank you. It's been great and I really enjoyed it.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live.